to understand why Hannah was appealing the case, we have to know what's the lumdus, what's the reason why Moira Aloha Bifnei Rabbi is Chayv Misa. Why Takei Chayv Misa? Why is Moira Aloha Bifnei Rabbi Chayv Misa? What's the, what's the problem with Moira Aloha Bifnei Rabbi? So I'll tell you an idea, a concept. What's the Indian of Moira Aloha Bifnei Rabbi? Why, one of the many reasons why it's so Chomer, Moira Aloha Bifnei Rabbi. Sometimes we find in Shas, I'm sure I'll notice this in different sugyas, where the Gemara will say that, let's say a Talmud will ask his Rebbe for a Pshat, and the Rebbe will say, when you carry my Kalim to the base HaMerchatz, I'll tell you Pshat. You ever saw such a Gemara? You know what I mean? You'll do so, you'll be Mishamish me, I'll tell you Pshat. What does that mean? Was it bribery? Years ago in Yeshiva, I had such a Talmud. He used to, I knew automatically he wants to ask me to go home for Shabbos. He wants an extra couple of days off. When already on Monday, he would stop bringing me chocolate danishes. He never said that's why he wants it. But he, I knew if I got a chocolate danish on Monday, then a cheese danish on Wednesday, I knew Thursday I'm going to get a request. So it became a joke between us. Eventually, I started asking him, what do you want? You don't have to wait till Thursday. What are you asking for me? <laughs> right? Well, what are you doing? Well, what's your bribe? What, what are you bribing me for? Right? So the Maisa, the, 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 what's, what's our, when the Gemara says, if you go and you carry my Kalim to the base of Merchatz, I'll tell you Pshat. What does that mean? They want to get something in return. You want to have Pshat in the Gemara? I'll do it to you if you give me something. That makes sense. It's the opposite. One of the Yisoydas of being a Rebbe is not to want anything back in return. That's a real Rebbe. The Gemara says that a Rav, in order to be a Rebbe, he has to be doimel l'malach Hashem. That's the lotion of the Gemara. In my Rav, doimel l'malach Hashem, tzvoko is bakesh terem ipil. So what's the obvious question? No Rebbe is a Malach. If you think your Rebbe is a Malach, you should see a psychiatrist. Your Rebbe is not a Malach. No, nobody's a Malach. So what does it mean? The Rebbe has to be like a Malach. So the Aflo has a Gavaldic Pshat. The Aflos says, what's a Malach? What's the word Malach mean? You probably should remember from Parashat Vayishloch. What's the Taich Malach? Knew anybody? What does the word Malach mean? Besides the angel. Oh! It means a messenger. So why do we call uh, an angel a messenger? Why is the name the Sherish of a Malach? Comes from the word messenger. Does anybody know what's pshat in that? It's true they have a mess. It's true every malach has a shlichus. It's true. But why is that his name? Why is that the name? In English it's good. We have messenger, we have angel. Angel is a different name, only accorded to an angel. But the word malach is a shliach. That's why Rashi says, Vayishlach Yaakov Malachim. Rashi says the beginning of Vayishlach. Shluchim. Some say Malachim Amish. But the word Malach means a messenger. Why is a Malach called a messenger? And the answer is very simple. The answer is, a Malach doesn't wake up in the morning with an agenda. A Malach doesn't wake up in the morning and say, okay, this morning, okay, I want to have a java. Today I want to have a java. Sushi for lunch. Spare ribs for supper. That's fine, though. Not bad. The Malach doesn't wake up with that order. 
The Malach wakes up with one order. What does Hashem want of me? He doesn't even wake up because he doesn't sleep. But what? What meaning his whole essence is a shlichus. The Malach doesn't have anything. A regular shliach has a life. He may have a chazok, a shliach, a shlichusa. Right? But a shliach has a life. Right? We're learning Gitan. You have a shliach loyloch, you have a shliach loyvah. But they have a life. It's not the essence of who they are. A malach is not like that. A malach has no life. He doesn't have a vacation package. He doesn't get a leased car package. He only has one thing. His mission. Because a malach only has a mission, that's his name. His name is Messenger. Because that's the essence of what a malach is. A malach is somebody that that's all he is. His DNA, he's a messenger. Says the Halika Hafla, that's what a Rebbe has to be. A Rebbe can't have his own agenda. Can't be, he, yeah, he, from this Talmud he wants to get this, from this Talmud he wants to get money, and from the other Talmud he wants to get this favor. And from the, a Rebbe has to know he's there for the Talmud. That's a Marav Doim. It doesn't say the Rav has to be a Malach. A Marav Doim el a Malach. The Rav is similar to a Malach. He's not doing it for himself. He's not self-interested. He's not doing the shlichus as stam. He has his own interests. He's only doing it for the Talmud. So, the kasha is even stronger. Why does a Talmud have to tell a Rebbe? Why does a Talmud have to do a favor for a Rebbe? If you take my kalim to the bathhouse, I'll tell you pshat. It's a pella. No, not a pella. It's a pella. So I'll tell you a very fascinating story happened by Avni Nezer. Avni Nezer was a big guy in a chassidish yid, a kotzkel, a goyen, big goyen. You all heard of Avni Nezer. He wrote fascinating stories. Avni Nezer, the Igley Tal, fascinating svolin. So Avni Nezer was known as a chassidish arof, which he was. He was a sachet shavarof, chassidish arof. There was once a big controversy in the Litzvisha world. They said, eh, this Avni Nezer, he gives different psukim for different people, depends who you are. Because two people came to him once after davening. This was like after Sukkot. They both told him they don't know if they said Mashav or Ruach. They didn't know. They were Supik. One guy came over to him and five minutes later the other guy came over to him. The first guy came over to him, a Chassidish guy. He tells him, I don't know if I said Mashav Ruach or Geshem. He says, you don't have to say it over. Ten minutes later, a litvak comes over him. He says, Rabbi, I, I don't know if I said the Mashavah. He says, you, you have to say it over. Ooh. You can imagine what people said. Tavni Nezer, he's playing favoritism. <laughs> he says, oh, you're probably a good guy. You probably remember the litvak. Eh, he probably forgot. Probably said the wrong thing. You can imagine the tumult. Finally, somebody gathered the guts. They went over to the Avni Nezer. And Avninezer said, it's a mefurish halach in Shulchan Aruch, what I just did. Each psak is mefurish. How could it be mefurish? Well, the Mechaber holds that the whole year you say Meirat Atal. Even in the summertime, you say Meirat Atal. Right? In the winter, from Sukkot to Pesach, from Shemini Atzeres to Pesach, 
you say mashiv haruach. But in the summertime, you don't drop everything, you say marid atol. Right? The Ramah holds not like that. The Ramah holds that in the summertime, you say zero. From Pesach to Sukkot, nothing. And that's it. There's no Mashiach. There's no I'm sure you notice in Yeshiva. Nusach Ashkenaz doesn't have Mashiach. So, what's the Aloha? The Aloha is that if you forgot Mashiach and Ruach and you said nothing in the winter, you have to daven again. But if you said Mashiach, you don't have to daven again. That's the halacha. That's not a machlokes. That's the halacha. So Avni Nezi said, very simple. The Chassidish Shabbacha came over to me. He davens Nusuch Svard. In Nusuch Svard, the whole, the summer they say Merod Atal. See, even if he got to say Mashiv Ruach, he said Merod Atal. If he said Merod Atal, he's Yitzah. The Litzvah, he came over to me. He davens Nusuch Ashkenaz. The whole summertime, what does he say? Zero. So then the halach is the first 30 days you have to assume, because you have to assume you did whatever you did till now, which is what? Zero. So you have to daven again. Nothing to do with Litvak, Hasidim, nothing. Right? So what do you see from this story? What's the... It's a cute story. But what do you see from this story? You see that when an Adam Godel, when an Adam Godel gives a psaq, there's a lot of chokhmah that goes into it. A lot of times you don't understand you're a psaq, it's strange, I don't know, why, why do you say that? What's pshat? A lot of times in order to understand what the person's saying, you have to mavatal yourself to them. You say, you know, I want to accept what they're saying. I know what they're saying is right. Okay? Once, you, once you're ready to accept that what the person's saying is right, you'll find the solution. By the way, what Avnilezer answered wasn't so complicated. Anybody could have thought of that. If the approach would have been, if you would have come to me and said, give me a Yedia close question. Let's just, not the story with Avnei. Somebody would have said, how is it possible that somebody should forget if they said Mashavuch and they shouldn't have to daven again? I would right away say, if they say Maharatau. It's not such a bikunz. But if you're looking with a critique, if you're looking with a critique, say, okay, strange, strange psaq for Avnei. That's probably a Hasidish Litvak thing. Yeah. Then you end up in uh, Timbuktu. Right? The same thing, if I have to explain something complicated to you, it's going to take time for you to hear what I have to say. Right? So, if you listen to me going, eh, I don't really hold to what he's about to say. You're not really going to give it all your thought. Because you're already dismissing it before you heard it. You understand? You're already, eh. What does he have to say? Eh. When it's something that's complicated, and you're really going to have to think about it and understand it, you have to start off by going, hey, this person has something to tell me. Now I'm going to think about it. I'm going to work on it. Right? Otherwise, if you're going to be dismissive before you start it, you're not going to understand it. So when Amoira felt he really has to give his Talmud something very complicated to understand, he says, you have to really feel like a Talmud. In order for me to explain this to you, you have to feel that you're my Talmud. If you do something... You'll be mishamish me. You'll feel, okay, you'll feel humbled. And I say, you know what? Now I'm going to accept it. Now I'm ready to give it the koichas that it needs. That's, that's the pshat why some, this, this is not my pshat, by the way. Shemish Kop says this. He says, that's why, 
And that's why he says, because the more you machshiv the person that's telling you the Chiddush, the more koiches you're going to put in to understand it. And you can try it out, you'll see what I'm saying is true. That if, yeah, if you think, if you're about to hear something, you think, yeah, it's nothing, you're not going to understand it. Because you're not going to focus on it. If you think something is very harsh, you're going to put all your koiches. If I say there's a medrash plea that has a thousand dollar price tag, there's a tzad that a guy is going to get it. Right? If I ask you a medrash plea that's a thousand dollar medrash plea, and I don't, I'm not going to give you anything for it. I just say it's a medrash plea. There's close to zero chance you're going to get it. Even Menachem, where's Menachem? He's gone. Where is he? Because <laughs> part of the part of understanding something is the focus you put before. How much chashivas you have for that thing. We know that if somebody's megal upon him batoyrash aloka, he's chayv misa. If somebody chas v'sholam takes the turn, twists it, and 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 gives falsities. False impressions, false interpretations. And the Torah is Chayv Misa because he's, he's jeopardizing the whole Messiah of the Torah. So if somebody's Mora Allah Hafefnei Rabbi, it means he rejects the whole Chashivas of the Torah. He rejects the Chashivas of the people that are giving over the Torah. And that's the reason why he's Chayv Misa. Came Chana and Chana told Eli, Eli, this boy, my whole Tfilot Hashem was Shiltil Hashem. I want him to be in the, by you always in the base Hamigdash, mevatel himself to the Kahanim. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry he's going to have the same outcome as a normal Moira Alocha Bifnei Rabbi. Because after all, the, my whole filler for this boy was he should spend his life by you in the base Hamigdash. So Mela, she took away the reason why there would be even a chashash that that would be the outcome. The the outcome would be. That he'd be Megalopolimatarish like Allah. So that's how you have to learn why Khana felt that even though Mura Allah if they rabbi is normally Yechai of Misa, she felt in this case it it, it pushed it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Anyway, this Bide Shemaim. So she was really dominating to the Rabbanishalam. This whole conversation was between her, Ailey, and the Rabbanishalam. Because anyway, Ailey wasn't going to kill him. Right? Chayv Misa's business is Lash So Khana was just appealing to Shemayim and saying, listen, this boy, I dedicated him to be mevatel himself to the Beis Hamikdash and to the Chachamim and to the Kahanim. He's not going to be that problem. He's not going to have that outcome. He's not going to have that Tetzah. Okay, we'll stop here.